Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 806, March 9th, 2022. It was 62 degrees on this day last year, hmm. 2021. And uh, oh, yeah. I didn't do I, the low. I know, but you pointed at me. You made me <laughs> no, nervous. I, it was a 10 below on this day in 1951 and 2003. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Only because it comes to us all the way from Sausalito, California, from Gary Brock. Uh, it's the uh, Shell sign. Uh, regular five ninety nine uh, plus six nineteen and V Power six twenty nine a gallon. Is diesel on there? Uh, no. Okay. And wow. my kid, kid I used to have sent me a picture of uh, what the meter said when he got done filling up the family uh, SUV. Hundred bucks. May I ask a question? Uh, yes, but don't make me lose my train of thought. I'm going to t- stick with this. Uh, many people are pointing out that a lot of the, the shells of the world, the BPs of the world, they are having record profits, by the way. I don't in, care. In the multiple, I'm just saying, right. do we have to factor that in as well? I don't Isn't, know. I think gas prices are um, based on futures. Yes, they are. Okay. Now, we're not going to play this game. We could play this game every day. Now, oh, what did I pay for gas? Or what did you pay for gas? Or Call us it, now. What did it cost me to fill up? We're <laughs> not going to play that game uh, because what we need to realize is to expand on my statement from the other day that this is going to be the least of your problems. So I know it's painful and it's expensive, but it's going to prove to be the least of your problems, and I have a means of explaining that. Uh, I don't want to get to it right now. I want to get to the war in Ukraine. So are you talking us back onto the ledge? Oh, God, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> oh. Uh, Kenny, you're... Uh, Buckle you're, up, GLers. Uh, Kenny, you're under uh, admonishment here. Okay. Uh, yesterday, I heard Kenny talk about not letting his gas tank get below half a tank because his mechanic told him it would increase the temp of the fuel pump, yep. thus stressing the fuel pump to the point it would need early replacement. This is the second time in the past year Kenny has yep. made this assertion. Yep. 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 Kenny yep. needs a new mechanic, and here's why. Oh. I'm 53 years old, which means I've been driving cars for roughly 37 years. Between myself, my wife of 28 years, and our five kids, I have probably owned well north of 25 different vehicles over the years. Many of those vehicles have operated on fumes on many occasions and never have I had to replace a fuel pump in a single vehicle. My kids practically made it the norm to drive with the low fuel light on. Heck, we have a 2006 Chevy pickup with 260,000 miles still in service that has been passed down for me all the way through my youngest of five children. We've all driven it, sometimes to an empty tank, and guess what? I still have the stock fuel pump in it. Not once! Not one damn fuel pump had to be replaced in 37 years. Kenny's fuel pump neurosis is driving me crazy. No, he said Kenny's fuel pump neurosis gives him a chuckle. That's remarkable. 
That's that's really something. I've never had to replace a fuel pump, and I've driven on fumes many times. I've had to replace one or two in every Chevy truck I've owned, except the current GMC that I'm driving. You know, the way that you read that email, the the the, the, the psychotic way you read that email almost made me think, boy, this is a guy Kenny could hang out with for weeks. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Chris and Hugo. Chris, we're best friends right, now, whether you like it or not. <laughs> so uh, Putin is a terrorist. Easily, yes. And mm-hmm. an evil one at that. And now he's taken out a children and maternity hospital in Mariupol, a port city. That's been confirmed by the Ukraines. Uh, there are dead children in the rubble. Oh. Uh, it's a horrific sight. And I keep reading Just... things like, CIA warns this will get uglier. Uh, okay, is there a point worse than this? What line does... This is what the, line has yeah. to get crossed before this guy's taken off Earth? What's what's the deal here? What's good? What what's the point of NATO? And then shouldn't that frighten you? The fact that the CIA is saying after what happened that this is going to get worse? Mm-hmm. My God! Then what's the next step? Putin chemical weapons fear now. Putin nuclear attack fear. What would somebody explain to me? What has to happen before? Everyone gets off their ass and just takes them out? I know. It's easy for me to say. And and the answer, I suppose, is, well, we would risk a nuclear war. Maybe um, you wouldn't. Yeah, like we discussed yesterday, he's, he is not the sole person that pushes the sole button. This is obscene to watch this. None of us alive have ever seen this. We weren't around to see the Blitzkrieg in World War II. We didn't see that unfolding. We weren't born. What? What? If this is a, if this is World War III, in fact, why aren't we entered? Why aren't we in it? I I agree completely because we need one soldier, one of these stupid commie idiots, to accidentally fall down and, and land uh, across the Polish border so NATO can say we've been invaded. What What is NATO doing? And then I suppose we're afraid of the whole airplane fiasco, but we're sending Kamala Harris to Poland to explain this. What a joke. I, it, that's an embarrassment. It is. I can't wait till we get the audio. I, she's going to talk to him like it's romper room. We do have... Um Updated audio, too, whenever you're ready. Oh, I don't think I can take it. Well, you might enjoy this, though. All right, let's hear it. You want to do it now, or sure. do you want to wait? Because you're kind of on a roll. I don't want to uh, well, disrupt let's, your Well, let's theme. wait a minute. Let's wait okay. a minute. I, I just, uh, oh. I, 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 I'm having trouble processing this. If it makes you feel better, Joe, I know you're not a huge uh, user of Twitter. Right. But this debate is ongoing and nonstop right on twitter among with, reasonable people among and all sides uh, yeah. I, I give you a, a you know steve van zant lefty yes. from yes. the word go yeah he's wondered for a week and a half why we haven't gone in and done something oh really because of the war crimes that are going on and so and it's not just it's everybody i mean it's a, a debate that is ongoing i know you're not uh, a huge twitter user but well, we'll add this dynamic to it Clearly, there are no rules in play here, so what yeah. rules are we following? Yeah, well, why do we have There's no rules, rules of war if, if, if they're being violated? Be if about you them. get to kill children, mm-hmm. all bets are off. Yeah. 
You know, we keep saying, what's well, going to get worse? It's going to get uglier. It's going to get more harrowing. How? How could it get any more harrowing? What line do you have to cross right. to get other people? Does it have to be a nuclear bomb I is guess. sent at you before I, you I, get involved? I think so. I guess. I think so. And I said this to Joe earlier. Russian forces have been depleted to the point that even the threat of the U.S. intervening, wouldn't that cause some a, a reaction from Russia? I, I don't know the answer to that. I was just thinking. Well, I think that that might be the fear, though, that the reaction is, boom, push oh, the button. Yeah, you're, that's, you that's might be my right. guess. You might be right. But but how long do you live with that fear? Do you let them? Well, then are we going to live get like this for 30 years? Exactly. You just keep letting them get away with this? So exactly. you're going to destroy Ukraine, and then and then what? Will he have the gumption to uh, invade a NATO country? Because no, And if so, the, would NATO have the gumption the, to act? Well, that's uh, allegedly that's the line, right? They keep saying, well, he, we won't let this happen in any NATO countries. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. So is his end game just purely to wipe Ukraine off the face of the earth? to take them back to under Mother back Russia. Under Mother Russia. But arm. they they never will. I no, mean, it, no. they'll That's always it. be in a state of um, rebelling. Right. Mm-hmm. He'll never have control over those people. He can put a puppet government in place, but they're not going to obey him. Well. And he has threatened if the Scandinavian companies, uh, company, I'm sorry, countries. Ikea. Uh, join up. <laughs> yeah, Ikea and the like. Sob, Volvo. That, that's what he'll consider a, an act of war. So everything that's done against him is an act of war. Nothing he's doing is an act of war. Right, right. Gee whiz. I, this Let's is get day, him. This is day 14. Could we please take this guy out? The Russians can't do it. You know the, there's got to be talk in Russia about taking him out. Nobody can get to him. His most trusted aides sit 30 yards away. Right. There's probably no way to get to his family. I'm sure they've been very successfully hidden. I don't think he cares about his family. I don't think he cares that they got his boat either. What do you think? He probably just thinks, well, I'll just get well, another one. Let's shorten it. What does he care about besides power and control? Uh, I think that's it. Being the emperor of the world. Well, that's not going to happen. Right. He thinks he's going to be Peter the Great. Yeah. And if you do take him out, what is Russia's behavior, uh, Chinese behavior? What happens there? That's the now? other fear. Because on the way there, I'd take out that haircut boy in uh, North Korea. <laughs> it's easy to talk big, isn't it? When you're. Well, it's still frustration. Have your home and you still have your food and your water. And... It's frustration. You know, we see this. Is this still going to be going on in July? Or next year. But wouldn't attrition tell you that it just simply couldn't? You know, at some point, aren't they going to run out of resources? Hell, how many years were we in Afghanistan? True. How many years was Russia in Afghanistan? Exactly. (laughs) At least that worked out well. But it it wasn't traditional warfare with either of us. Either is this. This could be if we had the balls to fight back, but all of our politicians are smooth down there. They don't have any. It's <laughs> an odd way to One put it. One way to put it. I've oh, never yeah. never heard it put that huh. way. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. No, I'm... I, we, oh, we're, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we, we're we with understand. you. 
And the fact that we're run by those two clowns, and we've got a president that's got one foot in the grave, and that clown show is going to take over? That condescending idiot oh my is going to be our president? Hey, hey, his poll numbers are up. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> How? They're up. Speaking of poll numbers, John. Yes, sir. Uh, I wanted to get this out there front. Uh, Joe, during your show yesterday, John mentioned that most Americans supported the Green New Deal and government implementation of it according to opinion polls. It would follow logically that people favor clean and efficient energy. However, when the cost of the Green New Deal is also asked when polling, opinions change drastically. A poll from the Cato Institute shows how quickly opinions change as their monthly utility bill increases to help combat climate change. Even a $10 a month increase turns support upside down. You seem frustrated trying to rationalize why people would support such an ambitious government policy that most likely will be a burden to them. That poll should ease your frustration. As in most polling, we only see a small part of the information gleaned, usually the information that follows a certain narrative. And here's a link to the poll, www.cato.org. Americans wouldn't pay $10 a month higher electric bills to combat climate change. They would not. Hmm. So I'm very pleased. To, who, who wrote that to me? Chris. Thank you. Where was I? Speaking of higher prices, oh. this isn't just about gas and diesel. There's petroleum in everything. It's time for me to address that. I have a means to do so. Uh, you want to take a break first because it's going to be a. That's not even that long into the show, is it? No, you got you got plenty of time. Here's the lead editorial in today's Wall Street Journal. Uh, President Biden made the right decision Tuesday in banning Russian oil and natural gas imports. Yet at the same time, he declared full steam ahead on his green energy transition that that includes an assault on U.S. fossil fuels. The contradiction is maddening. Banning Russian energy imports is fine as far as it goes, which isn't very. The U.S. imports only 3% of its petroleum supply and less than 1% of coal from Russia. About 70% of Russian oil currently can't find buyers because of sanctions risk. That's the main reason crude prices have shot up to $130 a barrel. Once uncertainty about the scope of sanctions clears up, Russia will probably find global buyers for its energy at a discount. Imposing so-called secondary U.S. sanctions on institutions that finance Russia's energy trade would be more effective, but the White House won't do that because it fears it could drive gasoline prices even higher. If that's the worry, then here's a better idea. Stand in the White House and declare that his administration will support the development of U.S. oil and gas, rescind all regulations designed to curb production, development, and consumption, expedite permits, and encourage investment. Our guess is the price of Brent crude would fall $20 a barrel in anticipation of higher production. Yet Biden is doing precisely the opposite. On Tuesday, he even blamed U.S. companies, not his policies, for not producing more. There are 9,000 available unused drilling permits, he claimed, and only 10% of offshore production takes place on federal land. Talk about a misdirection play. First, companies have to obtain additional permits for rights-of-way to access leases and build pipelines to transport fuel. 
This has become harder under the Biden administration. Second, companies must build up a sufficient inventory of permits before they can contract rigs because of the regulatory difficulties of operating on federal land. It takes 140 days or so for the feds to approve a drilling permit versus two days for the state of Texas. The administration has halted onshore lease sales. Producers are developing leases more slowly since they don't know when more will be available. Offshore leases were snapped up at a November auction because companies expect it might be the last one. Then there's that not small problem of financing. I have a second piece. We're going to talk about the financing. Companies, uh, uh, financing. Companies can't explore or drill or build pipelines without capital. Biden financial regulators, allied with progressive investors, are working to cut it off. The Labor Department has proposed a rule that would require 401k managers to consider the climate impact of their investment holdings. The Securities and Exchange Commission is expected to issue a rule requiring companies and their financiers to disclose greenhouse gas emissions. Mr. Biden has nominated Sarah Bloom Raskin, of all people, to be the Federal Reserve's top bank supervisor. Her top priority is using bank regulation to redirect capital from fossil fuels to green energy. Large energy producers are buying back stock and redirecting capital to renewables because they see the administration's writing on the wall. Small independent producers are eager to take advantage of higher prices but can't get loans. You know, you're, you're Joe from the Acme Oil Company, mm-hmm. and you have an appointment with a loan officer at the, uh, at the Common Surface Savings and Loan Bank in downtown Garage Logic. No, that's, a, that's not a good analogy because we'd lend you the money of in course Garage we Logic. Would. But you have a, an appointment with a loan officer at the First National Bank, and they say, oh, you're in the oil business, huh? We're not going to lend you any money. And you might say to yourself, why? Well, environmentalism. Yeah, because green the Western deal. world has sold its soul to this green movement. And it's ultimately what, what we're seeing play out in Ukraine is a fight for freedom. But not just the freedom of Ukrainians, the freedom of free societies. And that will come down to the unavailability of fuel. That will come down to the unavailability of fuel. All right, I'm back on the ledge. How about you two? And the, see, the bank would, if I walked in and said, I build solar panels, the bank would let oh, me Oh, how money. much you need? Well, the reason the bank would let me the money is because they, are, they would be reasonably certain they would be paid back. But they won't loan the oil company money because they're reasonably certain that as, as, as political ideology makes fossil fuel exploration and production more and more difficult, they would be less likely to see their loan paid back. Mm. Progressive outfit Global Energy Monitor gleefully proclaimed Tuesday that $244 billion in U.S. liquefied gas projects are stalled because they are struggling to find financiers and buyers amid pressure from cheap renewables, that is, rich green energy subsidies that Democrats want to make richer and tightening climate commitments. It's almost a miracle. This is where your $5 is the least of your problem. It's almost a miracle that any oil and gas production is occurring in America amid this political hostility. The Ukraine crisis ought to be an inflection point that causes the Biden administration to do an energy reset. Instead, the president says it should motivate us to accelerate the transition to clean energy and reduce our dependence on fossil fuels. So he's been sold this BS, and he's a champion of it. 
Replacing Russia's 5 million barrels of global crude exports with U.S. and Canadian oil and building pipelines to transport it would take time. But the transition to a fossil-free world will will take decades and technological breakthroughs and will leave the U.S. dependent on China, Russia, and other countries for minerals like lithium and nickel. Mr. Biden bemoans today's skyrocketing gas prices, yet he remains hostage to the green energy donors whose policies guarantee higher prices. The president is enabling Vladimir Putin's energy leverage, even as he claims the opposite. The gate, the reason we're not going to play the game at the pump, you know, we could do that every day. Oh, look what my cousin paid in Omaha, you know. No, because what we need to what we need to concern ourselves with is the higher game that's being played. And that is uh, fossil fuel production is getting choked off and it's getting choked off by means of uh, restraining the the kind of financing they need. Uh, You may take a break. Okay. Because when I come back, I'll tell you about the financing part. It's Reavers here once again for Chill Boys and ChillBoys.com. Boy, I have to tell you, one of the things that makes living in this state this time of the year a little bit less miserable is bamboo long underwear. That's now available online at ChillBoys.com. Fast and free for all orders across the entire United States of America, by the way. Over $40. Fast and free through ChillBoys.com. Go online. See the entire selection of bamboo performance boxers, uh, bamboo boxer briefs. They are the best underwear you will ever own and it doesn't matter where you live if you're in carver minnesota or if you're in phoenix arizona you can get the same treatment if you go online and place your order at chillboys.com give the gift of comfort no matter what time of the year it is go online chillboys.com please place your order with the best customer service team around and let them know that you heard about their product right here on the garage logic podcast it's the end of the world as we know it and he feels fine it's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. I'll say. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. I don't feel fine. Uh, here's the deal. This is more appropriate. Well, that's the wrong word. Hold um, on. This is more. Go ahead. More relevant now than ever. Gas prices uh, skyrocketing. Seafoam in the gas tank. Uh, that's what we need. Stock up on the seafoam. I was just in the Fleet Farm yesterday. They got they got a whole aisle dedicated to seafoam. It's a straight up miracle for use in older or stored gas. By it, it keeps it viable over a longer period of time. You can add it right to your cans or your storage tanks. It also really helps with mileage, vehicle mileage. It does that by keeping the injectors and even if you've got an older model, the jets clean. Uh, and a cleaner intake is going to result in a cleaner exhaust. That means your emission uh, emission components, emission, emission, uh, they're working better. Uh, and the mileage you're getting will be optimal. There's nothing worse than that engine light flashing. And then all of a sudden the power's uh, it's running on reduced power. You can't get anywhere. And it's always due to something wrong with the uh, emission components. The benefits of seafoam cover everything from the intake to the exhaust. And like uh, we were talking last week, a little uh, little seafoam right down the oil filler tube, 
into the crank, that, that's going to help you out. Do it a few hundred miles before oil changes, and that's going to keep your high-mileage vehicles maintaining a clean, carbon-free crank. It's truly a great product in a world of bad gas. It's available everywhere. It's Seafoam. Hey, Joe, really quick before you yes, begin. Yes, ma'am. I did uh, just issue this out via the Garage Logic podcast Twitter account. It's a picture of the dude in his bathrobe. Yeah. And the caption reads, it's a white Ukrainian from now on, man. <laughs> I saw that last week. <laughs> I need comedic relief before I continue I the, to try to explain the game that's being played, and it's not being played at the pump. It's being played at a higher level. So, but this is, so this is Kamala Harris. We play requests on this show. We do. Uh, <laughs> this is Kamala Harris and Shales. Can you share in Shales? Oh, is that what you'd like first? First, yes. please. Yes. I think Downing wanted to hear this. All right. All right. And by the way, uh, Kamala Harris is not how to s- pronounce the word imagine. Oh, okay. Imagine. Imagine said. a future. Uh. The freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery store shelves and the buses that take children to school and, and parents to work. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produced zero emissions. Our hope is that there will not be a bunch of suburbanites just racing through. That through these windows you will see the glory and magnitude of the wonderful neighborhoods that are here in this South Minneapolis community. We have much to offer. And with this critical investment, you're going to be able to see more. You will get off of one of those stations and visit an art store get a cup of coffee, get something to eat in one of our fantastic uh, restaurants. And if you're really hip, you can get off at Whiskey Junction or the Joint or the Caboose and hear some of the best music in the Twin Cities. These things happen in our community right here in the Phillips neighborhood and the Cedar Riverside community. Didn't really work out, did it? No. Now here's... uh, you all imagined it. You did. That's why we're here today. Because we have the ability to see what can be, unburdened by what has been, and then to make the possible actually happen. She sounds super, super high. <laughs> like, I mean, really baked, melted into the couch high. Who is she trying to be, is what I keep thinking. Because she's obviously president. Disingen- <laughs> she's obviously disingenuous. She doesn't know, she has no self. There's no there there. So who's she trying to be, I wonder? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Mr. I thought you Rogers. had another mashup. I do. This is the same uh, right. audio from Harris along with Mr. Rogers. Right. Imagine. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles. <laughs> all you have to do is think about them. Imagine <laughs> that they right. produced zero emissions. Did you ever pretend about things like that before? <laughs> well, you all imagined it. And that's like growing something of your own. That's why we're here today. Did you pull that off the internet or did did. you make that? No, I I did. Someone had sent it to me via Twitter, which, by the way, if you'd like to see it for yourself, because the the puppets and the illustrations that go along with it are are priceless. I will uh, retweet that from the garage. Joe, what what happens to the price of crude if, say, like... Before the weekend, we 
Putin is either killed or he pulls out. What happens then? Does it drop right back down? Do we go back to buying oil from Russia? Um, That's a great question. Uh, it could drop or go to $300 a barrel. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. But uh, a guy named uh, Mark Bronovich is the attorney general for the state of Arizona. And he had a piece in the March 6th Wall Street Journal. What was that, Sunday? Probably mm, online Sunday. Yes. yes. And this helps explain the, the real game that's being played. The biggest antitrust violation in history may be in plain sight. Wall Street banks and money managers... Man, Imagine. Managers. Wall Street banks and money managers are bragging about their coordinated efforts to choke off investment in energy. It's nearly impossible to raise money to explore for oil and gas right now. We may all be experiencing rising energy costs because of this market manipulation. Russian and Chinese aggression overseas is also exacerbating inflation. Here's what is happening. The biggest banks and money managers seek to implement a political agenda such as compliance with the Paris Climate Accord. Then a group mobilizes, Climate Action 100 Plus, for example, comprised of hundreds of big banks and money managers that together manage $60 trillion. The group uses its coordinated influence to compel companies to shut down coal and natural gas plants. The activism can include pushing climate goals at shareholder meetings and voting against directors in proposals that don't comport with the agenda, even if other decisions may benefit investors. Firms report their plan to carry out these activities back to Climate Action 100 Plus headquarters. This helps ensure maximum coordinated effort toward the common goal of overhauling the energy industry. Money managers wield influence over these companies because they represent investors who are shareholders, often through their 401ks or pension plans. In other words, your retirement funds are likely helping facilitate these political campaigns to advance far-left policy goals with consumers bearing the costs of increased energy prices. Oh, boy. Climate Action 100 Plus is one of many activist groups that operate like this with a significant impact on critical investments in America's energy infrastructure. Decarbonization of capital expenditures is one of their major goals. Investment in oil and gas exploration and production in 2021 was 25% below 2019 levels. One private equity CEO described trying to raise wide-scale capital for drilling oil as almost impossible. An axiom of economics is that if you produce less, the cost will go up. The price of Brent crude hit $114 a barrel last week, an eight-year high amid tensions over the Russian-Ukraine war. This hurts the pocketbook of all Americans. And finally, with climate active, while climate activists believe they know best, the U.S. cannot maintain its security while depending on foreign dictators and oligarchs to supply its energy. Current economic trends and international tensions heighten the need for domestic companies to maximize efficiency and productivity. Proper corporate governance is good for not only for shareholders, but for the stability of America and the world. As, an attorney, as the Attorney General of Arizona, I have a responsibility to protect consumers from artificial restrictions on production. That's why I've launched an investigation into this potentially unlawful market manipulation. The resources of hardworking Arizonans should never be compromised. 
in the name of spurious political activism, especially if that activism is a coordinated conspiracy that allocates markets in violation of the law. So that's what a competent attorney general sounds like? Yeah. That's what's happening, people. The, the Green Movement has made such inroads that banks believe they must comply with that ideology because they, they fear making loans to oil companies is a bad bet for them. Right. Because the government's going to make it worse for oil. Fossil fuel production. And the banks only have one objective, and that's to make money. So, so as I say, you come in and you say, here, hey, I got a new kind of windmill. Well, let's take a look at it. You might get a loan. Because the other thing they're betting on, in my estimation, is that the government will back up the green projects with your money. They're not going to back up uh, no. fossil fuel exploration with your money. We do that with taxes. But they'll, they'll back it up with your money. <laughs> So the question I was going to ask you earlier. So every time a solar panel uh, melts a Toyota Prius in L.A., mm-hmm. you know, you, you help pay for the solar panel. Or knocks out a flock of birds like right. we did. Where was that? Was that in California? But you see what's happening to us? I don't think this is hyperbole. Uh, I know. I, what day is this, Wednesday? It's not positive Thursday, is it? No, but no. I have an email no. on that. Yeah. No. What's, what's happening to us is that our needs to live our American lives uh, need to be accommodated, and they're not being accommodated. We need gas. Mm -hmm. You are not ready. You are not ready yet for wind, solar, and electric. You're just not ready. And you haven't thoroughly vetted the consequences of mining and how it will result in environmental degradation just to produce a battery. You have not even come up with that yet. I got a note from Senator Dave Osmick. From Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Minnesota State Senator Dave uh, Osmick writes, As usual, you and the lackeys have it right about electric cars. Being the chair of the State Energy and Utilities Committee, this dream is a nightmare. Let's say Kamala gets her wish, and overnight every mode of transportation becomes fully electric. That is their dream. There are not enough square feet of buildable land in Minnesota to cover with solar panels that could possibly generate the juice to charge them, nor enough places to pile up wind turbines. And even if you wallpapered the countryside with these, you suddenly need billions of dollars of transmission lines to move the juice to where you need it. Because the rich liberals on Lake of the Isles ain't going to have these in their yards to block their view of the lake. See wind turbines off Martha's Vineyard. That's where we get the term windmilling. Windmilling. Coal power? Can't do that. Natural gas power? You think your gas bills went up lately? You ain't seen nothing yet. So then how many nuclear reactors are we going to build? Under current law, even planning of these is banned. By the way, our licenses of the 30% of our grid uh, power from our three nukes start expiring in 2032, 10 years from now. So what's that leave us with? Unicorn fart power. (laughs) I hope people realize how worthless this dream is. It's a joke, and I keep pushing back every day. Good luck, Senator Dave Osmick, president of the Senate and a school bus driver representing District 33 and parts of Gumption County. People don't realize. They don't. They they, they don't, um, Senator. Let's have Dave on one of these days. We should. Even if you wanted to convert, like, say, you know, uh, I've had dreams about converting my place in the country to solar. Uh, we're talking anywhere from 12000 and up 
just for the batteries, mm-hmm. just for the batteries. And we know what they, uh, what harm they do mining them and getting rid of them. But this Climate Action 100 has really, really got me raging, Such, as mm-hmm. you're reading it. Mm-hmm. I look them up, and to dumb it down for people who don't know, this is the mafia. Mm-hmm. This is it's the a clim- green mafia. It's the Climate Green Mafia. I'm at their front page right now, Global Investors Driving Business Transition. Climate, and if you read this already, I apologize, but I was so enraged uh, that I actually stopped hearing and and smelling things for a second there. It's an investor-led initiative to ensure the world's largest corporate greenhouse gas emitters take necessary action on climate change. This is a bunch of people and their investors who are twisting the arm and forcing people to change. Mm-hmm. And you click on their investors and you see, what is it, 617 global investors that are taking on businesses, and a lot of them are um, fossil fuel-related businesses, to change their ways. Because they think that's where the money will be. How can this even be a little legal this is this is this is protection mm-hmm. working this is in the concert, mafia working in concert with governments a government make it really really hard to produce fossil fuels we we cause we got a better idea we're going to go green and and you're going to help pay for it right on their website joe is the list of the companies that they're going after they're open about it. Now, does it help you understand that I'm not being callous when I say five bucks a gallon is the least of your problems? They're hoping for five dollars a gallon. They're hoping for twenty dollars a gallon. Well, because what that's going to lead to is zero availability. Right. And then you have just lost your independence as a free American. But what? you are now a ward of the state. And you're right. They, it, like you've been saying, it's a whole new way of life because they will kill the automotive industry. Yep. They they will kill people having people will not be able to hold down jobs. And I think you will, I think the auto industry has not uh, stood tall. I, uh, I think no, they backed down. They backed down, and they're scurrying to build electric vehicles when they should be telling Americans in the world. The folly of trying to uh, to solve any climate problems. First of all, they don't exist. The climate's always changed. But they should be the you know the executives of GM and Ford and Stellantis and the rest of them should be standing up and saying, "Do you realize, people, how stupid these things are?" This has the potential to make the majority of of Americans wards of the state, solely one hundred percent dependent. On the government, the rest of the Americans who are not going to be dependent, they're the new oligarchs. I said this to Joe earlier, Kenny. The year is 2024. Your electric car won't start for 48 hours because your status on social media was deemed too offensive. That's your ESG score. Environment, social, and government. You're going down a a dark helicopter. It's It's a terrible road to go down. But what, I don't, what am I supposed to conclude based on everything we're learning? I don't see that outrageous statement, Chris, as being outrageous. I know. No, it's not at it, all. There's potential there. And by the way, um, really quick, this came to us from Rick from Edmond, Oklahoma. 
Hey guys, given the tone of the show the past few days, I am really looking forward to just a little less negative Thursday. Still love the just show. Just a little John, less negative. John, I depend on you to talk me off the ledge. Tell me how and why Joe and I am wrong. Do you have any inclinations I, at all? I, I don't. I, I damn it. To, to me, it's it's a you know it's a bit the black helicopter. Oh, thing. it's a lot. And and you have to assume all of this is true. Uh, I read the article also that Joe read, uh, and then read some of the comments afterward. Um, people disputing it who are in positions at banks who say no, we you know, or at four hundred one k's, we're going to invest in what makes money for our folks. We don't care about Fine, the environment. Fine, but but state. oil, fossil fuels is being painted into a corner where it won't make money for where its investors. it wouldn't make any money, right. exactly. That's what's yeah, happening. And, and, that, and that will get rid of it and push it out. You're right. right. Yeah, that's exactly. And, and the irony is if we were fuel independent, the price could potentially be super low <laughs> of gas yeah. Yeah. a gallon. Yeah. You know, it'd be under two bucks. Yeah, but that's not what the, the elites have in store for us. That makes us too independent as people. That, that continues to sustain our beautiful freedoms. On on the other hand, I did read that we're producing uh, many more barrels than we have in many years uh, per day. Which? which uh, 12 million a day in 2022. Uh, the old average was 10 million and 13 million by next year. So I don't know. Good. Let's you, knock it know, up to 20 mil. Yeah. As, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Well, to do that, you'd imagine have to. A future. No, please. Okay. I, I'm imagining a future without her. Uh, imagine. Well, without a change of heart, I don't see us changing this narrative. Without a change of of uh, Biden's heart. Well, sure. yeah, at the very top. While right? you were reading that that letter from the Attorney General from Arizona, Joe, I kept thinking to myself, we're barely over halfway through the tenure of this administration. Mm -hmm. What in the hell is it going to look like 16 months from now? I don't know if Biden has the uh, wherewithal to have a turnabout in his thinking. Uh, because remember, was it last summer? I think he he's was, afraid of his party. I do too. But remember last summer when he was at a, I don't remember, it was a dinner party or a gathering and someone came up to him and said, you realize beef is $5 a pound? And he was oblivious. He had no idea. No, he doesn't have any idea. Like in fairness, either would I. So, well, and remember George Bush. The yeah, first he didn't one. have a clue. He didn't. Have they a clue. took him to the grocery store well, to give him some milk. That goes and back to our. Th <laughs> that that's fine. That goes back to our third rail. Um, um, they're just they're, out of yeah. touch. They yeah, all are. Just, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're governing a uh, governing our their minions. You know, we're the minions. Yeah. If there was ever a time, and I'm really serious now. Uh, the riding season is approaching us, whether it's an electric bike or a scooter, from EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. Now, granted, you can't rely on a Bentelli 49cc gas scooter for all your commuting needs, but they're on sale right now at EcoFun for $14.99, and they're rated for 115 miles per gallon. Nice. Uh, if nothing else, they're going to turn every urban errand you have into an adventure. Don't you dare get on a busy highway. Don't you dare get on a freeway with them. Can they haul like a fifth-wheel trailer? No. Nope. So I can haul goods? No, but they can haul you to the you know the hardware store. There you go. Uh, they can haul you to one of the Fratelloni's hardware stores. They can haul you to the grocery store 115 miles per gallon i got a feeling i'm going to be piling on the miles on my yamaha scooter it's in storage at ecofund 
They fixed it up over the winter. It's in storage. They'll be delivering it to me. Uh, electric bikes are on sale. The Bintelli's uh, uh, $15.99, a Bintelli step-through uh, $16.99. The fat tire electric bikes on sale for $19.99. Youth ATVs and dirt bikes in stock. Uh, this, this is some great, great, it's, it, it's becoming more than toys now. Some of this stuff is going to be required <laughs> transportation because yes. it's affordable. This preseason sale uh, has a great selection. These are great people. Tim Bloom and his daughter uh, run EcoFun Motorsports. It's on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. If it locks, Maple Grove Lock and Safe can help, whether it's sales, service, or just serious good old advice. Uh, and we're talking all locks here, commercial, residential, automotive. And if you need a safe, boy, you've got a man, uh, Rich. He's your guy. He's the owner of MGL and S. They sell more brands of safes, but the specialty is the best one. Uh, the Liberty Safe, many models of the Liberty Safe, but it's made in the U.S. by Americans. You can see them all if you drop by the website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. You'll see the Liberty Safe showroom. You'll find them, like I said, from small, tiny ones that go in your uh, your drawer there next to your bed all the way up to uh, big, large, huge safes and even vault doors, if that's your deal. Invest in your security. Rich, he's our guy, our trusted expert. He's got over 30 years in the biz doing residential and commercial security services. Uh, you can roll up and talk to him in person, shake his hand, ask him about boats. He's a boat guy. 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. And like I said, on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Jan, before I turn it over, uh, I want to yeah. give a shout-out to the guys at the Power, Log, uh, Power Line blog. Uh, Scott Johnson in particular, a Hinderocker. Uh, Steve Thompson says these guys are really on fire, and he linked me to uh, a story. It's powerlineblog.com. Uh, I just want to read you a little bit of the uh, post. On a sub-zero morning in January, the FBI carried out a series of pre-dawn raids around the region. We're talking about the food fraud that revealed a spall, sprawling investigation into advanced youth athletic development and other groups like it, and the much larger nonprofit organization Feeding Our Future that was responsible for ensuring that the money provided to the smaller groups was spent properly. When a reporter recently visited the address listed for advanced youth athletic development, there was no sign of a kitchen or a large child care facility. It was a second-story apartment. No, 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 said Lul Moamud, a neighbor in the apartment across the hall, when asked if she had ever seen 5,000 children there. I have never seen any kids going in there. Advanced Youth Athletic Development site, the location that turned out to be a second-story apartment, had obtained nonprofit status in June using a fast-track IRS process for groups that expect to have receipts of less than 50 grand a year. The FBI said that after the nonprofit partnered with Feeding Our Future, it asked for $730,000 in reimbursements in its first month. Go to powerlineblog.com. They're on fire. They're not giving up. They're staying with this. And uh, it's a massive, massive uh, a fraud, however, allegedly. Massive fraud. Here's John. Did you, before we move on, did you see over the weekend 
the Star Tribune had a story, and apparently uh, I was wrong because I said we were wondering why the attorney general wasn't involved. Right. And I, and I said, well, I think it's a federal investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently now they're saying the attorney general here is involved. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I don't know yeah, what don't capacity. Know. Yeah, I don't either. I read the story and still was uh, unsure what was yeah. going on there. So, uh, In news, an outside firm that reviewed the response to the civil unrest following the murder of George Floyd found the city of Minneapolis failed to provide the necessary leadership and communication during that 10-day stretch. The firm Hillard Heintze LLC presented its after-action review to the Minneapolis City Council after reviewing the city's overall response to the unrest at a cost of $230,000 to taxpayers. That report analyzed the city's response following the death of Floyd from May 25th to June 3rd of 2020. The city presented with 25 key findings based on the review, consisting of dozens of interviews, evaluation of police body camera footage, and over 2,400 documents. The findings highlight how the actions of city officials, the police department, and the fire department failed to follow previously set emergency operations plans. MPD was shown in the report to have failed to follow the correct policies for requesting assistance from the Minnesota National Guard because the process was, quote, unfamiliar to those making the request and that the challenges caused a delay in the approval and deployment of resources. Even though Minneapolis's emergency operations plan was comprehensive, the mayor's office, according to the report, did not ensure the appropriate implementation of the EOP. <laughs> also outlined in the 86-page report was a lack of consistent rules of engagement for MPD patrol officers interacting with the public. Adding to the public's confusion was inconsistency in messaging from city officials with some council members seemingly in support of the violence and defunding mm-hmm. the police and others, of course, urging peaceful protests. I could go on for 800 hours about this. The first paragraph in the Star Tribune piece is just wonderful. Uh, Mayor Jacob Fry failed to implement the city's emergency protocols in responding to protests. goes on and on like that, but... Um, deep in the story, had the mayor or the MPD uh, consulted the OEM, the Office of Emergency Management, they could have assisted with a more detailed request and potentially minimized uh, the delay in deployment. My question is, how come the OEM, Office of Emergency Management, just didn't step up to the plate Correct. and take over and say, uh, this is our deal, here's what yeah. we do, here's what you should do, here's the next step, let's get this done, let's keep the city from burning down. My question is, why did you have to pay someone else to tell you that you're idiots? Well, uh, <laughs> Outside I, consultant, what that cost? I, I thought that too, Such, but I think it sheds light, I think it gives it more relevance. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's when an outside, like when it's a police-involved thing, an outside agency will in, investigate. Uh, Edina will call in, say, troopers or Minneapolis to investigate an, an issue within their department. It's like that. Kenny, yeah. do you think that OEM attempted to contact the mayor's office and they were just said, we, we, we've got it, don't worry about it? You think that's I a possibility? haven't seen that yet, John. Did you see that? The, I did not. The only see that. part in the paper that I saw that related to that was it appears the mayor didn't know what he was doing. So even if no! they did contact, even yeah. if they did contact him, yeah. he may have been confused as to what he should. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of blame, with. right? Yeah, and there's a lot of blame being laid on Minneapolis Police Department, but it's leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, these yeah. – and we were under attack. Mm-hmm. 
And it the citizens days. of South Minneapolis were completely abandoned by everybody. My wife went to a, a, a meeting, a neighborhood meeting across the street from our house down in the park, and they told us, get in your house, lock the doors, pull the shades. <laughs> and she came home and told me that, and I'm like, well, F that, no no way. Mm -hmm. uh, because at the time we were we told that there's both sides gearing up, stashing gas, using side streets, like instead of going down 38th or Cedar, they're going to use your streets. And I thought it was just going to be the conservative people. No, it was all political stripes that came out. Most of the people stayed in their house, looked out the shades, were scared and shaking and quaking. The rest of us, nonpartisan, all of us, out in the streets, in the alleys, yelling at cars, making people turn around, not allowing that S to go down. We, we only had each other to rely on. Mm -hmm. What a shame. Yeah, it was, you know, that's why I'm living up here. In other news, it's been known for a while, but now it's official. Oof, Former Minnesota Viking Matt hot, Burke is, I'm hot. is officially running for Minnesota's lieutenant governor alongside gubernatorial candidate Dr. Scott Jensen. That was announced Tuesday, although it's been known for some time. Jensen and Burke said uh, despite uh, holding what some may call extreme views on some issues, they think they can appeal to moderate voters, especially in their vision for the state's business culture. Jensen also released a campaign video revealing Burke's run for lieutenant governor that played on Governor Tim Walz's past use of football imagery in his speeches. Jensen says, before a football player dressed in red and wearing number 22 plows through opponents, we're going to need a teammate who can hit back. Face a crowded field for but Republican. But Burke was an offensive lineman, not a defensive player. Yeah, I When's know, the last time twenty-two? Because it's twenty-two, year twenty-two. When's yes, the last Joe? time we had a a male lieutenant governor? It was Lou somebody? Uh, Ferrigno. Lou. Uh, <laughs> it resulted in a great racy press Costello? box. Oh, the family of Lou Wangberg. Is that what it was? Lou Wangberg. <laughs> Can relax. Can relax. Lou's been fouled. There's nobody ever heard of the guy, and he threw out the first ball at a Twins home opener. Lou Wangler. Uh, it's a crowded Republican field, seven uh, people going for the nomination there. Uh, one other political note, former Minneapolis City Council member Don Samuels will run against Ilhan Omar in the Democratic primary. Go, Don, Go. In an interview with the Star Tribune, Samuel said Representative Omar has demonstrated she is out of touch with residents of Minneapolis, and I've shown that I was very much in touch with the sentiments of the citizenry. A spokesperson for Omar's campaign declined to comment. Samuels has been one of the most prominent figures in Minneapolis, pushing for more police after the death of Floyd and an uptick in violent crime. A recent count showed that Minneapolis has about 300 fewer officers than it did before that incident. We, we uptick. I, I thought we added uptick. Did we not? Oh, did yeah, we? Yeah, we should. My, okay, we should. My, if we my fault. Not your fault, yeah, Johnny. It's uh, in the copy. Samuels. Who's, Royce? Who's the guy named Royce running against? Royce too? White. Royce White. Yeah, I'm for anybody to beat her. Is do we Don dare? Do we dare have Don on the show? Why not? Oh, well, because uh, people. Well, people we back lose. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Right, but wouldn't you, uh, of everybody running, wouldn't you say that uh, Mr. Samuels has the best shot? Yes. Is he I mean, running as a Democrat, uh, John? He's very well he, yeah, known a, in Minneapolis. He's running in the uh, primary as a... Yes, against okay. Omar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, his campaign, by the way, is being run by Joe Radinovich, uh, who has run some winning campaigns, including Jacob Fry's winning campaign last year for mayor. Well, Radinovich uh, also, might not let him on this show if he knows us. 
He's also backed by former Minneapolis Police Chief Madaria Arredondo. He's endorsing Samuel's campaign. Thanks, but no thanks is yeah, uh, yeah. what I see coming Don't call down the line. <laughs> <laughs> governor Tim Walls. Another governors are calling on Congress to suspend the federal gas tax amid Russia's attack on Ukraine. Walls sent a letter yesterday with six other governors asking congressional leaders to pass the Gas Prices Relief Act to suspend the federal gas tax. The U.S. Energy Information Administration says the tax is at 18.3 cents per gallon of gas and 24.3 cents per gallon of diesel. In their letter, the governors say the suspension would help address rising gas prices. These uh, Democrats... uh... Uh, walls would be typical of them, have really painted themselves into a corner. Uh, it's almost as though they're getting windmilled. They can't really come out and, and preach the uh, virtues of oil. They've 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 de- oh, dedicated their political uh, platforms to uh, you're crossing company lines to by doing believing that. that they're that's destructive. And now what are they? You know, no, it's not. And they should all lose their jobs. Every one of them. Every mayor and governor uh, uh, who's a Mysterian should lose their jobs before yeah. we lose our lives, before sh- we lose our freedoms. That should be the great reset. Imagine. Imagine. In Ukraine today, uh, some news that broke uh, right when we started recording. A Russian airstrike hit a maternity hospital in the besieged port city of Maripol, wounded at least 17 people, Ukrainian officials said amid growing warnings from the West that the invasion could take a more brutal and indiscriminate turn. Uh, Now, I did see a picture of this, uh, Russia. The bomb was a 1,000-kilogram air bomb, and uh, there is a hole in the ground quite deep. Well, as I said at the beginning of the show, what what line does this... Uh Uh-huh. Guy have to cross. Thank you for saying, guy. What line does he have to cross? What do you? What are we wait? What is the world waiting for? You, know. you just killed a hospital full of mothers uh, and children and babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, as thousands flee the besieged Kiev support uh, suburb of Irpin, allegations are emerging of Russian forces looting, hiding military equipment in residential areas, deploying snipers, and cutting water and power as they seek to use the area as a launch pad to invade the capital. In more than 20 interviews conducted over two days, residents who fled Irpin described a dire and volatile environment where the line between combatants and non-combatants is increasingly blurred. President Biden's job approval rating is going up in new polls. He's actually hit 47 percent in a new NPR-PBS News Marist poll. How is that possible? Apparently, uh, they're saying uh, the administration, as it attempts to reposition its domestic agenda and tackle the ongoing uh, ongoing invasion of Ukraine by Russia, uh, is uh, gaining some folks just backing the administration. Uh, back in March, uh, poll said that his, uh, back in February, I'm sorry, his approval rating was 39%, now 47%. In the other poll, 55% February said he was uh, disapproved. Oh, geez, how am I doing? And 50% said that for the March poll. You got all that? <laughs> no, Imagine. Isn't, isn't it all about who you ask? I mean, what if I go down just down the street to my local uh, Knack Hardware, ask a hundred people, and then go down to um, Liberal Lakes, 
go into the Helmet Mart and ask 100 people there. Well, you're gonna get, I think you get 100 different, you'll get two 100 different Yeah, it'll be 100. Things. Things. Yeah. 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 But, well, there's there's three polls basically that are saying the same thing. I didn't grab them all. But each poll, they don't just walk up to people on the street and do the polls, Kenny. That's not the way they do it. It's not a man on the street. Take, no, it's not a man on the street poll. Well, that's they, how it should be done. How do they do it, Joe? They do they do it by groups of voters. That's why, you know, they say uh, whatever, the conservatives, yeah. the Republicans, yeah, here's what the we Democrats. Do. Here's so. what we do at GL. Uh, yes. We get Rook. We give him a uh-huh. mic. We send him out somewhere. <laughs> I've been trying to I, I'm the I knew it was coming. I've been trying for years. I'm the rookie from Garage Logic. You know Joe Souchere? You know what we should do? <laughs> Pajama cam. I tried to get you to do that. Yeah. Too. Do. Way to go, Chris. Way to go, Chris. But the best was the day he brought it up, I'm looking at Rookie, because that was back when Joe couldn't see me in the studio, and Rookie looks at me and goes, there's not a chance in hell I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what was pajama cam? I wanted uh, Rookie oh. or Reavers to go to a Target store and just interview people uh, you know, at midday still in their pajamas. And just ask them basic questions, uh, anticipating we would get completely wrong answers. Like, do you know who the vice yeah. president yeah. is? Stuff like stuff that. Like yeah. that. Yeah. My theory yeah. being, if you're still in your pajamas at midday, you're not really, really pounding the news that much. And was it sparked because of how close we are to campus, and you were able to see a lot yes. of people in yes. their mid-20s that yes. were still in their pajamas yeah. walking to class yeah. or whatever? Yeah. You know where we blew it, you and I, Such, um, and we gave up much too early is we had an idea, and I just told the bride about this uh, the other day. I said, you know, I could be, uh, we could be millionaires right now. Our idea was helicopter channel. Oh, I was still, I'd love it. I would love it. And uh, right now, yeah. a very popular uh, show is the Ari- Aerial America channel, where they send up drones. No, it's do- not Aerial America channel. Air- it's the Smithsonian Aero- channel. It's the, yeah, yeah, and, and that's I've the watched show. that and I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and they give you histories right. of certain areas, right. all shot from a drone. Right. Cool. Such, we huh. would be billionaires, right. but we shopped it to somebody. Somebody said, "Nah, I don't think we'll uh, do that." And yeah. Joe said, "Yeah, okay, okay." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, backing the left in this whole uh, the left backing the U.S. in this whole Ukraine thing is anonymous. Remember anonymous, yes. the hacker group. Yes, all they're all over the map politically in the past. Uh, various things they've hacked. They hacked the left. They hacked the right. Uh, they've been hacking Russian assets for the past couple of weeks. They hacked Russian streaming services Sunday. Uh, and hit live TV channels as well, because uh, in Moscow, they're not really getting a lot of news, or real news anyway. Uh, they went on and said, basically, uh, ordinary Russians are against this war. Why Why would you be for it? And they left that streaming and running for several hours before it was taken care of. Uh, they've also been actively targeting Russia in cyberspace since the initial assault, including attacks and complete shutdown of several government sites in the past couple of weeks, which brought Russia's media and government sector grinding to a halt on the Internet. Uh, Congress yesterday, Joe, they passed legislation that will help your favorite department, the U.S. Postal Service, mm-hmm. and, it, and ensure six-day-a-week mail delivery, sending the bill to President Biden, who says he will sign it. The long-fought postal overhaul has been years in the making, comes amid widespread complaints about mail service slowdowns. A lot of Americans became dependent on the Postal Service during the COVID-19 crisis, but officials have repeatedly warned without congressional action it would run out of money by 2024. Well, the Postal Service Reform Act lifts unusual budget requirements that have contributed to their red ink and would set in law the requirement that mail is delivered six days a week. 
no matter what. You'll still get your mail on time. It'll just take longer. Right. Thanks, Yogi. Yeah. Do you have this feature, Joe, where you know what's going to be in your mailbox tomorrow? No. I do. A reverse but today. She, she might, but I have no idea. No, I do not. She tells me ahead of time what's going to be in the mailbox. Yes. Yeah. Well, she'll get a notification from Amazon. Hey, your package is on your front doorstep or whatever. But not no, with just not regular mail. mail. Yeah. It's I don't want to ruin the daily surprise. I, I wouldn't want to know. You know, I honestly, <laughs> seriously. Now, uh, what Kenny's talking about, I have it. This is what I'm getting in the mail today, right what, here. What is it? All of this stuff. It's just, it's. They sent me an email this morning. Oh. And it, it Whoa, has. Oh, what pictures. magazine is that, John, that you're it getting has, in the mail? Trucks. It has pictures of all my mail. And when I first thought about doing it, I thought the same thing Joe said. I thought, oh, that would kind of ruin the fun of going to the mailbox and seeing what's in it. But but I've grown to love it. Well, so. I think it's stupid, and it's another way they could save money. What's well, it cost them to do this? Well, thanks for calling me stupid, you well, bastard. I think you're stupid. Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Well, it's just, it's, it's just for a way for them to... Uh, Get away from theft, mail theft, right? That's what this is all about. Well, I that's no why idea. I, I, that's why I did it because there was some yeah, mail uh, theft here about yeah. a year and a half ago. Yeah. In, in our case, it's not theft; it's uh, incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> I love the mail, man. I love the mail. Did I you play office today? So, no, I nothing don't, I didn't like play office me- today. Okay. Nothing like meeting your neighbors because they drive down the driveway to see. Did you get my mail? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A Texas man was convicted yesterday of storming the U.S. Capitol with a holstered handgun, a milestone victory for federal prosecutors in the first trial among hundreds of cases arising from last year's riot. Uh, This guy, you might remember, we talked about him a long time ago. His name was Guy Reffitt. He's the guy that threatened his children. After after the whole thing happened, uh-huh. uh, he uh, his 19 year old son Jackson testified that his father threatened him and his sister after he drove home from Washington. After the whole thing happened, Reffitt told his kids they would be traitors if they reported him to authorities. And he said, "You know what happens to traitors? They get shot." Oh, Jesus, Jeez. thanks, Dad. Wow. Uh, Have a good this, day at uh, school. <laughs> This verdict could be a bellwether for many other capital riot cases, according to the experts. Now gives the Justice Department prosecutors more leverage in plea negotiations and discourages other defendants from gambling on trials of their own. Scientists say they've found the sunken wreck of polar explorer Ernest Shackleton's ship Endurance Mm. more than a century after it was lost to the Antarctic ice. The Falklands Maritime Heritage Trust says the vessel lies 10,000 feet below the surface of the Weddell Sea, about four miles south of the location recorded in uh, in 1915 by its captain, Frank Worsley. An expedition set off from South Africa last month to search for the ship, which was crushed by ice and sank in November 1915. Mensen Bound, the director of exploration for the Endurance 22 expedition, said footage revealed the ship was in remarkably good condition. He said, it's by far the finest wooden shipwreck I've ever seen. It's upright, well-proud, or clear of the seabed, intact, and in a brilliant state of preservation. You can even see endurance arced across the stern. Shackleton's attempt to become the first person to cross Antarctica via the South Pole failed. He never set foot on the continent, but his successful bid to reach help at a remote South Atlantic whaling station and rescue his men is considered a heroic feat of endurance. All the men survived and were rescued many months later. The expedition to find the ship comes 100 years after Shackleton's death in 1922. British historian and broadcaster Dan Snow, who accompanied the expedition, tweeted that endurance was found on Saturday, 100 years to the day since Shackleton was buried. 
He said the wreck had been filmed but would not be touched. Well, let's not sell Ernie short. Uh, I think it's one of the greatest stories in all of history. And if you haven't read Endurance, I, I highly recommend it. Well, you realize what he did. When they realized the ship was essentially doomed, it, they went to the uninhabited Elephant Island, where uh, 27 people, uh, and then Shackleton and five guys took off in essentially a wood rowboat with a sail and made it to South Georgia, a South Georgia whaling station, 800 miles away. Wow. wow. Navigating celestially and, and what have you. It was... Uh, Huh. Truly uh, uh, crazy that they could they could pull this off, uh, and they made it. They con- they got they got a ship, and then went back to Elephant Island and got the guys off the island. That is amazing. Uh, it took two years. <laughs> Jeez. Nineteen nineteen documentary called South. Yep. What um, was the uh, what was the name chilling of the- footage? What was- Endurance. No, the name of the island. The, the uh, uninhabited island where most of the crew waited and cheered on their leader, Ernie, mm. that's called Elephant Island, and Ernest is set off for uh, a whaling station. Wow. Did you ask that question just so you Are you kidding? He, he did. 100%. Are you ki- I'm talking and about one of the greatest events not- in world history, and you're just angling to play an elephant sound? So did what well, did they... Such, what were... So were they eating elephant? Or no, the d- island just tusks? looked like an elephant. Uh, they, oh, were, they were eating I've fish been, uh, and whatever they could scourge. Uh, sc- I've, been, I've been waiting two minutes for this, and I wasn't going to do it, but since Chris did that, I go, do you know how many times they went, row, 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 row your boat, boat gently, gently down, down the stream. Merry, 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 life was but a dream. I'm appalled. I'm appalled. There's not a one of us that would have... One ounce of Shackleton's courage. No, not at all. Not even remotely. I mean, it was just, if you haven't read yeah. the book, you're crazy. Well, I mean, how I sick I, would you be after how many years did you say? Like 10, 20, 15 years? No. Of eating McDonald's filet of fishes every single day. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they serve any Quarter Pounders or Big Macs? In uh, other news. <laughs> I think we've wrecked Joe's, it. We He's gone radio Joe. silent. I think we've Joe wrecked is- Joe is broken, yes. Uh, we have a concert announcement. Uh, this one will take you back to the 90s. Alanis Morissette is stopping in Minnesota in her upcoming tour. Big deal. Uh, her tour. Oh, it's a great album. Jane no, no, but you're going to screw up Shackleton. I'm screwing up Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Big <laughs> deal. Her tour is... won't. She won't be singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Her tour... Is celebrating 25 years since the release of her album, a wonderful album, Jagged Little Pill. Morissette's performance at Excel Energy Center is scheduled for July 24th. She'll be joined by the alternative rock band uh, Garbage. Oh, we're going to drag out Shirley again, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, update. Uh, you're still reading the Shackleton story, aren't you? I can tell. You're just sitting there looking at yeah. him. He is. We lost him. Update on a story from a couple of months ago. Remember the man that got the pig heart? Yeah, it didn't work yeah. out, did it? It didn't. He died oh. two months well, after the Well, let you play an oink sound. No, I have to have respect for a guy that lost his life. <laughs> we're yeah, talking not about the dead, though. No, not Ernest. Jeez, we're talking have about the deceased. Have some crass. sympathy, Joe. Some what sympathy. What the hell, dude? Uh, 
57-year-old David Bennett died Tuesday at the University of Maryland Medical Center. Doctors did not give an exact cause of death, saying only that his condition had begun deteriorating several days earlier. Bennett's son praised the hospital for offering the last-ditch experiment, saying the family hoped it would help further efforts to end Morgan. Remind me, was it just because they didn't they didn't have a heart ready for him? Is that yeah. was that the reason yeah, he, why? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, yes. They say they don't know the cause of death. There's a fighting chance it had something to do with the fact that it was a pig heart. No, no, that's, that's, that's an that's an they had raised that pig to what block out the things that make the human body reject the heart, right? Wasn't that a specially raised test tube baby I don't know. Pig? I don't know. I wish I it would have worked for yeah. the guy. I remember, Kenny, you did a lot of research on this. I remember when we had the story, so you're probably... Were you both contemplating pig hearts? I I think I was pretty drunk that day, though, John. So I might have been making stuff up. Uh, you know, uh, on occasion on this show, we bemoan the fact that uh, both Democratic and Republican parties are not supplying us with the folks we need, right. the leaders. Right. Say. How, about, how about this fella? Republican nominee for the Michigan House of Representatives is facing a bit of a backlash for comments he made. Uh, Robert R.J. Regan, a Republican who just won a special election to fill the Michigan House seat in District 74, made comments while speaking on a Facebook Live for the Michigan Rescue Coalition. While discussing a possible decertification of the election in 2020, he said, quote, Having three daughters, I tell my daughters, if rape is inevitable, you should just lie back and enjoy it. What? He was making that analogous to election comments? Yeah, because because they've certified Biden as the winner in Michigan. He says they're analogous. Right. The comment drew a strong reaction from one of the other guests on the show, called Regan's comment shameful. Host Adam DeAngeli pointed out that the show is streaming on YouTube, then added, probably not for much longer, though, after what Robert said. What does he think? He's Uh, Bobby Knight? Regan did not respond to a call to his cell phone for comment, but he said in a text message his remarks were taken out of context, wow. being used being used against him by a leftist group doing what they do. But even Republicans went after him. Tory Sachs of the Michigan Freedom Fund issued a blistering statement. Uh, by the way, this isn't the first thing, as you might guess, that he said recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, he called the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine a hoax and defended the Russian government. Well, He also... He also shared several anti-Semitic Facebook posts, including ones that said feminism is a Jewish program to degrade and subjugate white men. Another used the white supremacy shorthand triple parenthesis. We get the we get the point. He's yeah, why do we even give this? I mean, he's not much of he's He's not my kind of Republican. Say, you know what you're doing right now? Idiot! You're listening to Garage Logic. So, so if you're a business owner, you know what that means. So are your customers. That's right. In fact, I could be talking about your business now telling thousands of loyal GLers about you and sending them to your business. You want to you wanna be a member of this club? Uh, we, we'll shock you with the results. You Go to garagelogic.com and enter the keyword partner. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a little form to fill out, and somebody, not me, somebody, not no, me. we can't put you in charge of that endeavor. <laughs> is going to get back to you quickly. So once me and the dummy start talking about your place, your company, your business, you'll be amazed. GLers are really loyal people. They are really loyal people. Visit garagelogic.com and enter the keyword partner. 
Hey, Geolers, it's Reavers here once again for my friends at Hofferman Water. They are an independent water treatment dealer. They offer sales, service, and rental for Connecticut water treatment systems, including water softeners, iron rust and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners simply cannot. They will cut down on salt usage and protect all of your appliances. Trust me when I say bad water affects nearly every single aspect of your home. Your showers are better, your laundry is better, not to mention your drinking water. And another underrated aspect of this, a brand new state-of-the-art Connecticut water treatment system helps the resale value of your home. Please get in touch with my friends at Hoffman Water today. I had my Connecticut system installed years ago and it has made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Call them today for that free water analysis, 952-894-4040, or you can just visit them online today at HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water, proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Reality with a bite. The Joe Shoot Shirei Show. Easy for me to say. I have to clear up something. Okay. Uh, Steve Mulholland, loyal listener in the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, says, I have listened to you refer to Don McLean, co host of the Krabby Coffee Shop, as Joy, and at times, Joy Wells, since the inception of that podcast. With your permission, I'd like to make an amateur link as to why you are misplacing her name and perhaps shed light on what is rattling around in that cranium of yours. Who knows, it may stem from the same affliction that inhibits you from, from being able to draw an eight in longhand. <laughs> Here goes. Dawn and Joy are both dishwashing liquid products, and you are confusing the two. Dawn Wells played Marianne on Gilligan's Island, and you are confusing Joy Wells with the star of the 1960s uh, tale of the castaways of the SS Minnow. Am I close? Just don't call her Ginger. I talked to uh, Dawn today, and I said Dawn. Her name's Dawn. Dawn. They called her Joy as a was a. I was trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. She's kick ass. I love working with her. Um, she is survivalist. She always really looks forward to being interrogated by the mayor after the recording of yeah. the Krabby Coffee Shop, too. <laughs> yeah. Almost like she's trying to sneak out before Joe I, notices she's leaving. <laughs> I've told her, and she probably won't take this advice, but if he gets cranky and starts yelling at you, you do the same thing right back. Don't take any S from that old fart. <laughs> Why would I get mad at that? Oh, God, that's all you do is yell at us. Oh, no, you're crazy. Um, let me ask you guys something, though. <laughs> Moron. <laughs> Uh, just shut up, you, you old fart. Listen, I'm sick. Nah, let's not do it on the air. Um, <laughs> let's keep that fun off the air. This whole um, Ginger versus Marianne thing. You know what I've noticed as I've grown older and I've occasionally come across Gilligan's Island? You might want to throw Mrs. Howell in on the mix, too. <laughs> <laughs> just take Mrs. a good look. Good, take a good look at her. I'll bet you it, when they filmed that, Mrs. Howell was in her 40s. I bet she was in her 70s. Oh, no, she God. was in her 40s. I think she's She's a playable oh, yeah. option. I think. I think <laughs> well, you are talking you are. Desert Island. Mrs. H. Uh, you know. You know, oh, experience. She knows I knows her way around. I, by the way, I, I don't recall if I if this I informed I, if I informed you guys about this, but you know, I'm 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 a blonde guy. I married a blonde woman. We were watching WKRP the other day. I may have switched my allegiance to Bailey. Well, join Ooh, the club. Uh, that, well, yeah. I did. I thought you guys were crazy at first, no. but I I no, think you Bailey might be right. All the way. You you well, mentioned this the other day, Chris. Did you I said mention you saw this? playing baseball or softball? That's exactly what turned yeah. me Blonde, was the WKRP um, softball game, and I yeah. thought, okay, I might be a fan of Bailey now. What did uh, what, what was, was what, what was did he Lonnie's... call Mrs. Howell? Lovey. 
Lovey. Lovey. Yeah. Lovey. Wait, she Lonnie, was, what was Lonnie's name on the show? Um, uh, I can't remember. Uh, Jennifer. 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 She yeah. was a gold digger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. That was Bailey the was there yeah. for the free drinks. I well, mean, she wanted on. to really get. She wanted to become a radio personality. Yeah. 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 By the way, the best part of that entire episode was when no one wanted to play, and then Lonnie Anderson, "Well, I'm going to wear my red shorts," and then everybody signed up. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> what do you got on uh, Mrs. Got, H? Uh, Natalie Schaefer uh, played Mrs. H, and she was born in 1900. Uh, the show, I believe, started in '63, so she was 63 years yeah, old. There you right? go, yeah. Kenny. Yeah. Is she still with us? Uh, she is not. She died in 1991 at the age of 90. Wait a minute. She'd be 122, Joe. Listen, <laughs> raise, raise your hand if you wouldn't take a run at it. Come on. I'm not raising no. my hand. Only... Uh, <laughs> she was only married once, by the way. Really? A good to, woman, huh? To, to actor Louis Calhoun uh, oh. from 1933 to 1950 or 1942. So she was without uh, a husband, Kenny. It's good news for She's you for, what, you. 40, 48 years? The older you get, the more Mrs. Howell comes into play. <laughs> Only because they... <laughs> Honest to God. Why, why Can you make that one of the GL rules, No, Mr. I Mayor? cannot make it a GL rule. <laughs> <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Marleth Park in Mumpuma, South, yeah. South Africa, from our friends, the traveling oh. Lyman school teacher, Harriet E. Bishop. For on this day, that would be March 9, 1848. School teacher Harriet E. Bishop formed Minnesota's first temperance society. Temperance societies opposed drunkenness. Yeah. Oh. On this well, day, March 9, in 1858, the legislature approved an amendment to Minnesota's constitution that legalizes the loan of the state's credit uh, in an issue of bonds. Up to but not exceeding $5 million with the idea of exchanging state bonds for railroad company bonds and thus stimulating the building of railroads and their subsequent benefits to land sales and the state economy. The $5 million loan would continue to be an issue in Minnesota politics for many years, even after the railroad bonds substantially redeemed in 1881. And finally, on this day, March 9, in 1874, Cook County was named commemorating Civil War hero Major Michael Cook from Faribault. Huh. I don't There's know that no name is not way. ringing a bell. There's no way she was in her 60s during the filming of that. I'm looking at <laughs> images right now. No, no way. Oh. Didn't she always wear a gown, a formal gown? Yes, on the show. dressed formally. I saw the set of Gilligan's Island. Really? Really? I don't remember why. I also saw the set of Hogan's Heroes. What island were you on? Where was that island? Was it Elephant Island? It was a it was a, <laughs> a lagoon in the back of a Hollywood lot about the size of one of those kids' swimming pools. <laughs> it was just in the and the Hogan's Heroes lot, uh, a set was just as decrepit. Why were you there? I don't know. Oh. Taking a tour or something. You like to look at stuff. I like to look at stuff. When you're covering a game. Yeah. Did you find any uh, hidden cameras at the, the Hogan's Heroes? No. <laughs> no. Uh, Hogan was, uh, uh, he was a... He, has, he, he was uh, a mischief maker. He was he a, a cinematographer. Yeah. Yeah. Mischief say. maker. He was a mischief okay. maker. Got yeah. the living hell beat out of him, too. Yes, That's he what did. died. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Rough way to go. Didn't mean to end that on a, you know, <laughs> down note, but... well. Thank you, GL. That gonna do her for today. I'm telling you, oh, we already did that. Did no, we're still on the air. Google, yes. Google, Lovey Howell images, Such, and tell me you're not on board. Okay, oh here my I go. God, Lovey Howell. While, while you do that, as we 
are still on the air and wrapping things up, I will remind you GLers to do us a favor and hit the subscribe button on the old Garage Logic YouTube channel. That would be splendid. And you can follow along with us on all of our social media channels, you, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And visit that Garage Logic online shop today at garagelogic.com. Huh. Well, not bad, I huh, guys? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm, I might yeah. be with Kenny on this. Yeah, might be a step up for some of us. Well, <laughs> just a minute here. No, I'm, I'm not in yet. Not no, yet, huh? No. Are you in? No. Are you in? I better, I better put a stop to this show before we get into a lot of trouble. ha, <laughs> ha.